0: The Ringer has four local sports podcasts right now, Off the Pike in Boston, The Full Go in Chicago, New York, New York in New York, and The Ringer's Philly Special. If you like the sports teams from any of those cities, I would highly encourage you to check out those podcasts. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is gonna be, man, why did that happen? and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is stressful enough just with the airport situation. No matter where you're going, it's always packed. You're always worried the weather might be bad. Is my plane going to get delayed? You just want the actual place you're staying at to be a lights out experience. So if you've booked a vacation rental and you found yourself stuck making small talk with the host, where you've arrived to find out it doesn't look anything like the pictures you know that's that's the worst you could avoid the awkwardness with verbo verbo has helped travelers find great private vacation rentals for nearly 30 years. you heard me correctly so while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a verbo book your private vacation rental in the verbo app we're also brought to you by the ringer podcast network hope you're checking out the hottest take I Really, really was firing on all cylinders on Monday with the hottest take about AirPods. I'm so proud of it. Go check that out. I was not on the rewatchables this week. 10th anniversary of Pitch Perfect. summoned Juliette Littman, Jody Walker, and Kate Hollowell to break it down. So there you go. Coming up on this podcast. It's always a Shawshank moment when we get back together. It's like Red and Andy on the beach. Me and Zach Lowe talking NBA. It's next. But first, our friends from Project. All right, my friend Zach Lowe is here. We used to work together at a site called Grantland.com a long time ago. He's at ESPN. I'm at The Ringer. We're still friends. Occasionally, we do home and home podcasts. He is on mine right now. I'm going on his at the end of the week. We like to do dumb gimmicks when we go on each other's podcasts. You came up with this gimmick. Explain the gimmick. Uh,
1: I, I just called it, Are We Sure?, are we sure that piece of semi NBA nerd conventional wisdom is true? Or are we sure that this thing that I strongly believe is not crazy or just, are we sure it seemed like a good Simmons gimmick? Are we sure LeBron is going to finish his career with the Lakers? I didn't do that one. Cause I listened to you yeah. and Brian last week. So you hit that one hard, but are we sure Dot dot that,
0: are we sure Dot dot dot? question mark? Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you uh, the first, are we sure you go?
1: We'll uh, alternate. I, I was really tempted to do, are we sure Boston isn't screwed? But I'm just going to, I'm going to skirt that one and we're going to go somewhere related. Bill Simmons, are we sure that this isn't the year of the Philadelphia 76?
0: Oh, I had that one too.
1: <laughs> are we sure?
0: I had, where is it? I had, are we sure Philly shouldn't be the favorite in the Whoa. league?
1: Yeah, Whoa, even stronger.
0: Because like, on Fanduel, the Celtics are the favorite, and uh, and I don't, I don't like the Nets anyway. are right there. Well, I think part of it has to do with where they set the odds, and they want people to bet on it. But I, look, nobody is going to be more suspicious of a James Harden-led team than your friend Bill Simmons. I like everything they did, even the PJ Tucker contract, which was too long. And by year three, that's going to be whatever. It's a one-year deal that's going to be three years, but. He makes your team wuss-proof. You have him on your team. You you Guys on the team can no longer get away with things. And I do feel like for the Harden evolution, he's going to be important. I also like Harden did look like he was in shape, right? You watched that. What did you think?
1: Did or did not? At the end of did, last year or now? No,
0: right now. When he gave that press conference and the whole thing, like I was actually a believer that he's in shape.
1: I, sure. I, I mean... Uh, that's great. I hope he's in shape. It's his job to be in shape. We'll see if he's in <laughs> shape by the, by the end of the year. But yeah, he looked he looked good. You know, he looked good and I actually thought he had some playoff games where he looked I think the old James Harden is dead. And we all need to get over it. Houston mm. Harden get get by anybody like that's not coming back even if the hamstrings okay. But he had some games in the playoffs where he looked like he could still do enough do enough to at least get, get inside, get inside shoulder position, do enough to get to the rim. He just needs to do do his slogan for the year should just be do enough. Do it like when it's elimination game time, when it's two two game five, the whole season is at stake. I don't I don't expect thirty and twelve. I don't expect step back threes to be right. Just just do enough to 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 help a little bit. That's all.
0: Twenty three, eight and seven.
1: Yeah. you're in your psyched. 18 12 and I didn't just sort of stand around as the game unfolded around me as if I were plotting what my post game plans and where where I was going to go on my first vacation just 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 that because he's still pretty damn good I think he's still going to be an all-star this year and in the conversation for third team all NBA and the talent around him is is this is I think this is the best team top to bottom of the Joel Embiid era. The only one that's oh, close yeah. is the is the is the Butler one. And I went through that last week. Six, seven, and eight in postseason minutes on that team are Mike Scott, James Ennis, and Boban. Like that's sick, that's your next three guys. This this team is loaded.
0: Couldn't agree more. I also I never sold my my Tybal stock last year. It cratered. It was like Bitcoin. <laughs> and I watched the market crash and I watched it and I was like, you know what? I'm holding on. I still believe in guys who can be elite defenders and might learn how to shoot three. There's been some good Thibel buzz. At some point I'll figure out if it's Thibel or Thibel. I just call them both. I alternate depending on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, and we both really like Melton. Mel- to me, Melton's it's like you, we look at it the same way in a lot of respects. I just like, give me playoff series guys. Can you play in a playoff series? I come out of every playoffs and and I look at my own team and some of the others and it's like, could you have played in that series? Melton's a playoff series guy. I still feel like Tyville's a playoff guy. And then we know P.J. Tucker is. And the thing with P.J. Tucker, especially against the Celtics, is he's going to do all the P.J. Tucker stuff. He's going to do all the stuff he did in the Miami series. And honestly, other than Butler, has Embiid even played with a guy like that? A guy who's tougher than him? It's really just Butler.
1: And and they've missed that kind of that kind of personality. Now whether Melton's a playoff guy is is up for debate because he kind of fell out of the out of the rotation. For but I'm just saying what what run. he
0: what he brings to the table is stuff I want in a playoff series. Well, well right? I can
1: I can swear on this podcast freely, and yes. so w- um, when I talk about what Melton brings to the Sixers, I have to talk around it. What he brings to this team is a fuck shit up guy and they need a fuck shit up guy because they can be like slow and sluggy, which is mm. not even a word. They just need, like he comes in there and he gets rebounds and he flies around and he gets steals. This is like a really bad rebounding team outside of Embiid. Tucker will do the same thing. Offense, he's a sneaky good offensive rebounder and just goes in there and trucks guys on the baseline. They needed a fuck shit up guy and Melton, Melton brings that dimension in the open court on the glass. Yeah, look, I mean, the case against the Sixers is health one, conditioning and Embi- Bede's always injured which is like they're but they're always like he gets elbowed in the like what am i supposed to do about him getting elbowed in the face that's not anything to me harden crapping the bed when it matters well we know and, well
0: i'm just factoring that in and i still think you could say they're the favorites even when we're factoring in the james harden crappy playoff games
1: and then harden and Maxi being two defensive liabilities in their crunch time five which i just think I think you can you can plot around that in in a lot of different ways. It, I, but I disagree with like there's Harden crappy playoff games, and then there's Harden took two shots in the second half of an elimination game. If that guy comes, if that guy shows up, they can never win the title. They they need him to be good enough. Their talent isn't that overwhelming that he can just no-show big games. He has yeah. to show something.
0: Maxie. I would expect he's at least, what, 5% better, 10% better than he was last year. He was good last year. But his year three, he'll be a little bit better at least. I la- And then Harrell is, look, harold has been on every team at the league in this point, but I still like him more than <laughs> Dwight Howard, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, like all, all like the kind of washed up centers that they've had as backups. At least um, though, the big concern with me, it's just the doc piece. And we've seen doc being handed loaded rosters. I would say over the last 15 years, the rosters doc has coached just from a talent level standpoint is ludicrous. And here's another one, you know, and every year it's like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. I, I'll just do, a, I'll do a little bonus. Are we sure here? Are we sure doc rivers is still the Sixers coach in February? Cause if this goes badly out of the gate, I think they move fast. This is either we start out fast, this is great. If they start out sluggish, I think they're I, I just don't think he's gonna make it.
1: Okay, who gets the job then? Mike D. Cassell's still on that bench, right?
0: Could be Cassell.
1: Jaeger. They do have they do they have, have guys. They
0: have stuff. Yeah. I just think I. He, there's no excuse for him now. You could blame Ben Simmons before You can blame injuries. You can blame some of the front office stuff with the rosters he's been dealt with. The Atlanta series, I still think he didn't get enough blame for. But in this case, I really like this roster and they have one of the best five guys in the league, you know, on top of Harden in a comeback year. So, um, well, what?
1: No, it's, it's. It's all there. And it's funny you mentioned Doc because someone asked me last week what's more on another podcast writes to Ricky Sanchez. I'm sure they they make fun of both of us relentlessly. Um, uh, Never heard of him. What's, <laughs> what's more likely uh, the Sixers make the finals or Doc is fired before next season? And I said, well, that's easy. I mean, Doc is, Doc is fired before next season. is, But just making the finals is really, really hard. Yeah. Failing to make the finals is much easier. And I do think there'd be a coaching change. I did not think about What happens if it starts slow? Is the pressure that high? That's an interesting one.
0: I think they're all in on this team. And there's only going to be one person who gets blamed. All right, here's my first, are we sure? Man, I feel like I'm walking across train tracks with the train coming on this one. Are we sure 2018 Anthony Davis is gone?
1: Oh, no, I'm not sure about that at all. Okay. I've, I've, been, I've been predicting a vengeance Anthony Davis year for six months, and I think he was 20th in our NBA rank thing that I don't participate in, mostly because I'm too lazy to respond to all the emails. 20th? Yo, we're that low on Anthony Davis that Harden is 11th and AD is 20th? I understand the availability thing. I think he's going to – Now it's just the jump shooting. It just can't it can't be league worst. He's got to make some jump shots, but I think he's going to have a big year. I think everyone got too low on him. You talked all last year about how he looked heavy and plotting, and I think there was some truth to that. Yeah. Um, I think he's ready. Uh, he, what is he, 29 years old? Like he's not, is he 30 yet?
0: 2012 draft. So yeah, he's in that probably 29, 30 range.
1: I mean, I, I'm not sure that guy is is gone at all. In fact, I'm expecting the opposite. I'm expecting everything but, Anthony Davis and LeBron James to torpedo the Lakers, whatever hopes they have or think they have of being a contender.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about, I'll just do my next. Are we sure we can, I'll just do two in a row. We didn't really establish ground rules because
1: It it doesn't, it just is all just an excuse to talk.
0: Yeah. So this ties into the next thing I was going to mention was just, are we sure this isn't the most talented the league's been since you and I have been alive? Because I think you could make a case. They have more great players, more all-star or almost all-star players and more good players than I can ever remember. I I always do a thing when I get ready for the season. I do each team. I do all the odds. I do the rosters, what I think the depth chart's going to be. And every year that... Look at this
1: stack stack of paper right here.
0: So I, I have it all on a Word doc. And every year I'm always amazed like, man, that team after... After guy six, that team falls off a cliff. No teams really fall off a cliff anymore, except like the four bad ones, right? You even go like a team like Detroit, and I go through the roster, I'm like, this team's not bad. This team could have been like a seven seed in 2015. So when I think about is the question of is Davis back, there's a world where he might be back and really close to 2018 Davis, but the league's a lot better. So it might not matter as much as it did five years ago. Did that make sense?
1: No, absolutely. League's a lot better. Top of the West is absolutely loaded. And fit is more important than ever. And you just can't have a disaster fit anywhere on your roster. But to your point, like you even even like the tank teams, you look at their rosters, and it's really only the teams that just pivoted this offseason. Mm. that don't have someone that makes you really, really excited. And that's the Spurs and the Jazz. And there are players on the Spurs I like, like Vassell I really like, Alden Johnson I like. But, you know, the Thunder, we're going to forget all season, but they've got Holmgren along with SGA. You know, um, uh, Orlando's got Bancaro. Houston's got a bunch of guys. I mean, uh, they just, Detroit's got Cunningham and Ivy. Like, even these bottom-feeding teams are super exciting with, like, guys that might be franchise players already. I can't his, believe like future franchise players.
0: I can't believe you said Orlando has Banquero and didn't say Orlando has Banquero and Franz. You should have just shot Ceruti in the in the side of the head. That was just a that drive-by was shooting of Cerruti. mentioning I, Franz.
1: It's because it's because Franz is a given as a really good player. I could have said to really make Cerruti happy, I could have said Orlando has Banquero and Shuma Okiki. I still haven't oh, they, given up hope on Shuma oh, wow.
0: Okiki. You kept your stock. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's interesting about the league this year, and it makes it so hard with the over-unders, is how few easy games there are. Like, Especially oh, in the East. There's Detroit's nothing coming in to town. Oh, cool. Well, in the fourth quarter, they're going to have Cade. They'll have the one out of four Jaden Ivey gets hot game. And then Bogdanovich, who is still a really good offensive player, a, the random Sadiq Bey hits 40 points game. Um, I just, we, House and I were saying on Thursday, like the Wizards team, which their over-under is like 40, and I don't think people think they're anything more than a playing team. But if you put that Wizards team in 2015, I think that would have been like a five seed. I really do. So top to bottom, it's important. And then for from going back to the Davis side, there's more big guys than we've had. It was more impactful to have somebody like him in 18. I'm impressed by the length of some of these teams. You know, even like, did you see Wiseman last night? Did I saw the first
1: game. I didn't see. I didn't see. I saw the good game, not the game we fell out and had eight points.
0: Yeah. So. You just you see him on a basketball court. The guy's fucking big. Like we just haven't seen him in a while, but there's a lot of athletes with size in the league in 23. On top of all the shooting, all the other stuff, and I, I think it's gonna be a really hard year to predict the middle class.
1: Here, right? here's a hot take that's not even a hot take. As long as we're on the subject of these teams. I think one of Orlando and Detroit is finishing ahead of both Washington and Charlotte. Washington and Charlotte are like the WTF teams for me in the East. Like what, what are these what are these teams? Where are they going? What are they trying to do? I just what is this collection of talent adding up to? I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm not that excited about either of those teams. I guess in, Indiana is really going to be the only easy out in the East if and when they make like one trade, and even now they're kind of an easy out.
0: Yeah, and it you what did you were you the one that reported that the but it was Buddy and Miles for Westbrook and the two picks and the Pacers would have said yes obviously and the Lakers came I think a lot closer to doing that trade than people realize. But I think I actually think it was the right move to hold off because you just never know by the time you get to December what what situations are gonna become unhappy, what players gonna come available and I really like Turner and I like healed and I would have done that trade just to dump Westbrook. Um, but I also think Indiana was probably, do you think, first of all, do you think Indiana just says yes to that? Or do you, cause they're taking a $47 million contract back.
1: I do. I think two unprotected Lakers picks, they're saying yes. And they're just going to deal with Russ, whether buyout John wall style agreement, whatever. I just think, I think the two unprotected picks are just viewed as gems.
0: What is the actual price of an unprotected pick then? So you're saying an unprotected pick is worth $25 20, million? million,
1: dollars, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it. I think it's worth... I guess you have to look at it now, like what, what's the cost of not trading Miles Turner and either letting him go right. for nothing or re-signing him on some exorbitant number. I mean, there's all sorts of costs and... And benefits. I think those two unprotected picks are really, really high valued because LeBron will be, you know, what is it, gone by the time the last one comes, you know, unless something, unless he's truly this unprecedented mid 40s Tom Brady NBA guy. But yeah, I think they would do that deal because what else are they going to do? And then it's not only that deal, it's then they become the absolute odds on favorites for the worst record in the NBA in in a year where that's extra valuable.
0: Yeah, because the big variable this year is there's two guys, not one. So, Some people you can say there are four. Right. Well, we know we have two, and there might even be more than that cuz there's always that third guy that emerges. I'm glad Wimpy, you mentioned sh-
1: I mean you've mentioned this. Wemby just doesn't even look like a real thing. It it it, it it's a, like he's 7-3 or
0: 7-4. I was talking about him with somebody the other day cuz my son and I were watching the YouTube clips <laughs> my son was saying how this was a player he would create in 2K. Like he 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 has a guy that he created that's like 6'10 and is a rim runner and all this stuff. But this guy is absurd. Like you wouldn't even be able to have enough coins in 2K to create this. And you watch it and it really does seem like he's been CGI'd. Like he might not exist until he's in Vegas tomorrow. I'm not going to be kidding. until I know people in my life who have seen him in person. I'm not positive. It's like Bigfoot. I just don't know if he he's a real person. But he. He's like a plus on every single part of basketball. Like his shot blocking is like if if uh, you know, Dikembe Mutombo could move more. And you just going down the line. It's like, what is this guy bad at? Where did he I, come from?
1: I'm surprised conspiracy theory, Bill. And, may, I, and maybe I've missed it. I haven't listened to every one of your podcasts because you'll yeah. you'll throw in an NBA side on an NFL podcast that yeah, I think yeah. we'll skip. I'm surprised conspiracy theory Bill hasn't come out. And talked up the Wemby to the Spurs dominoes that are starting to line up as the NBA. Because the cons- conspiracy theory, Bill would would see it. He would see model franchise pop on oh, the way out. Duncan model franchise falling on hard times. Did everything right. The poster child for doing everything right. That small mm. markets can survive. One year tank. Tony Parker France connections. It's all. It's all there. It's all there. Not condoning it. I'm just saying conspiracy theory Bill would see it.
0: The best ever was when they gave New Orleans Anthony Davis. That was my favorite.
1: See? I'm th- now we're getting Wait, back. Now we're getting you, there.
0: But you've been in the room every year when they do the lottery.
1: I, I was the that You've dissuaded year. me. Yeah. You've dissuaded me. I was in me. that
0: room. Yeah. Man, if they could figure out how to rig the lottery. What a scandal. Uh, let's take a break. More and we'll do more. Are we sure? Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Every Thursday night, whether you have an account already or if you're new to FanDuel, you will get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. What's better deal than that? Same game parlays, perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday like on Thursday night. Colts at Broncos. I'm going to tweet my same game parlay for this on Thursday. The Broncos money line will probably be involved because I think the Colts suck. Maybe go against me. I've been ice cold. Hey, you can you can do that same game parlay. You can build your own. Uh, whatever you want. Go to FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Bet the NFL every Thursday night, by the way, with a no sweat same game parlay. And FanDuel's new live same game parlays allow you to continue building SGPs. That's what we're calling them now. Even after the game has started, sign up with promo code BS. If you already don't have an account, that is promo code BS to get free bets back. If your SGP doesn't hit, make every moment matter more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus in select states. Three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issues, non-withdrawable. Free bets that expire seven days after a receipt. Max free bet, $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, you're up. Give me your next, are we sure?
1: Are we sure the Milwaukee Bucks aren't the obvious favorite to win the championship?
0: Mm. Mm. Are we sure they shouldn't have won last year? It's a pretty fluke thing with the Middleton. Yeah. I guarantee Golden State did not want to see the Milwaukee Bucks with Chris Middleton in the finals.
1: I think that's the series. Somebody in the league texted me this yesterday. That's the series that the NBA, impartial NBA nerd. Wants to see Giannis versus the Warriors. I don't know if that's true. I hadn't really thought about that because there's so many teams I love to watch, including like I'm excited for the Clippers to be to be back. But there is a certain appeal to Bucks Warriors that I hadn't thought about. I'm, in answering my own question, I'm picking Milwaukee as of now to win the title. Mm.
0: I it's Milwaukee or Philly for me. I'm I'm wondering why Philly isn't the favorite, but I know at gunpoint when I actually have to make a pick next week. I'm probably getting safe and doing Milwaukee because I'm just going to think, I mean, when did you write that James Harden playoff column? That was like four years ago We laid out this all is the James, games. This is,
1: this is James Harden's uh, opportunity to rewrite his playoff legacy 2020 going into the Lakers-Rockets bubble series where they and then shockingly crapped yeah. the bed.
0: And then I, I think I did the book of basketball pod about him probably before that. And it was just like, at some point, you kind of are who you are with your resume, right?
1: That's when I—that's when I infuriated you by, compare by calling James Harden the guard Carl Malone.
0: Uh, that was one of the best, <laughs> single best and most jealous observations I've ever been a part of. Where I was just like, God damn it! Why didn't I think of that? Maybe guard this is, the is the best.
1: Maybe this is the year.
0: Well, Carl Malone never won. We're supposed um, to be
1: talking about the Bucks. So you're so you'll take Bucks over anyone in the West. Clippers, Warriors reloading after a title. You're taking Bucks over everyone.
0: No. I think the Bucs are the safest. If if my life ends unless I pick the right finals team, that's the safest pick. Because you're betting on Giannis and his prime. You're betting on the infrastructure. They've been in big games. They probably should have at least made the finals last year. Golden State has some variables, which we'll get to with one of my Are We Shores. Um, but I, I think it has to be one of those two. And then Philly is the fun pick. Philly is the, oh, I've had a couple drinks. Watch this. I'm picking Philly. And talking yourself into it. But I do think there's a roadmap for like an awesome Philly season.
1: Yeah. Philly is the, I've had a couple of drinks. I can definitely jump from this deck into the pool and for sure I'll make it. It'll be fine for sure. This is my right. moment for sure. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I just know this. I found it. Really impressive that they took Boston to seven games without Middleton, even though game seven was a blowout and their and it game six was their chance to win that series in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was around the Celtics a lot um late in the playoffs. And when that series ended, to a man, at least that I talked to, their vibe, either directly or indirectly, was I never want to see that motherfucker again about Giannis. Like that guy. I'm so wounded from just facing that guy mentally and physically for seven straight games. And I think last season they had Holiday and Middleton go right to the Olympics. Then they had injuries, yeah. you know, and now they they lose early. I think Giannis is just coming back hungry and ready. Oh, to the kill. lose early is Re- a
0: good one. Yeah, that's that extra month of just rehab and TLC.
1: I think he's coming to kill everybody this year.
0: I'll tell you this, you talk to the Celtics players about how they never want to see that motherfucker again. That also went for all the fans. I want, I needed like a week break after that series. That was <laughs> the, one of the single scariest experiences I've ever had in my life. Just having to play that dude in the playoff series. There's nobody like him. And
1: he's still getting better. He's still getting better. And I think they have enough surrounding talent. Other than the two other all-star level guys, I, you know, look, it could be any of six or seven teams, but I'm I'm picking Milwaukee, and I and I was saying that before the Celtics kind of went haywire. I hope one of your are we sure's is about the Celtics at some point.
0: It is. Should I do it now? Sure. Are we sure the Celtics didn't miss their window last season?
1: Boy, that one hurt just to hear. That hurts. Listen, I know it hurts your soul a little bit to see that. What makes you think that? Because. The team, let's just say, let's just assume Robert Williams comes back totally healthy. He's completely fine. He's two knee player. surgeries
0: in five months. I'm
1: just, I'm just saying, let's wish it away and assume it's Christmas. And it's like, okay, Robert Williams is back. He feels great. He looks amazing. Yeah, Gallows hurt. Fine. Is the coaching thing really? Is it the coach? Is it Udoka? Is it what's happened there and the chaos resulting from that?
0: So here are my fears in order. I thought they overachieved last year, and I think I think Milwaukee would have beaten them with Middleton, but they got by Milwaukee because Middleton wasn't there. I think Milwaukee healthy. Now you could say the Celtics didn't have Robert Williams for, or they had an impaired Robert Williams. Game seven came down to the Bucks said Grant Williams is going to have to make eight threes against us.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're out. We're out of answers after. 68. Yeah, we're this out of answers. We got.
0: This is the our last move is Grant Williams. In a game seven on national TV in front of a really tense crowd, he's just going to have to keep making threes. And guess what? He did. And then he never did it again for the rest of the playoffs. And you think about that, you think about that Middleton was out. Middleton always kills the Celtics. So you have that piece. Look, Udoka had an incredible impact on the team, on the players, on the organization, on the culture. Um, And to just say they can run it back with a different coach, I think belittles the impact that he had just as a basketball coach I'm not talking about I don't know what ha- we still don't know what happened behind the scenes there might be more stuff coming out um, but uh, just losing that guy is not a plus it's just not he he gave them I thought he was the toughest guy in the entire team and that team could get pushed around Draymond sniffed it out in game two and once he sniffed that out that series eventually was just never the same because Golden State knew that they were just a little bit tougher Imei was the toughest guy the Celtics had so there's that And then, you know, there's real expectations this year. Last year, there weren't. They're the favorites right now, you know? And and now it's like, could Tatum be the MVP? There's a different level of baggage that comes with making the finals. And it could be either a good thing, or bad thing. And I don't know how it's going to play out. So those would be my three things. And I think Gallo, look, he was going to be the ninth man, but that was a really important piece for them that now they're relying on Sam Hauser potentially to fill it. And by the way, it's not unrealistic because they're betting on the history of the Duncan Robinson. You love all these guys. So when Steve Novak could play in playoff games, like there's these mid-20s white guys shooters. Th- those guys once in a while can do it. But, you know, those not make me feel as good as Gallo. So that's my case. What what did I miss?
1: Hey, look, everyone with the Celtics during the finals and the conference finals last year was, was telling me, watch Hauser in warmups. Watch Hauser. He's I watched it team. once. He, he...
0: he made everything.
1: He's part of our team next year. They, so so um, let me flip the Celtics thing around in terms of overachieving last year and expectations this year. Flip it around. They're 530 games into last season, whatever yep. it was, 25, 30 games into the into last season. So they're fighting themselves and they're fighting for their season the entire rest of the year. They're playing balls out the entire regular season. They hit this formula a little bit less than halfway through where they just start crushing everybody. But along the way, they're playing for like the regular season championship. They care about all these games. Then they make the playoffs and it gets a little tougher. You face the Nets who they sweep away pretty, not emphatically, but, tight, but it's tight a tight series.
0: Yeah. It was it's a it's good a battle. Sweep,
1: tight series, but they get the, you know, game one is the buzzer beater from Smart to Tatum and it turns out great. Um, then after that, it's one great defense after another. And those defenses, and I also think the minutes load that Tatum and Brown had been carrying all season combined to just kind of strangle the life out of Boston's offense. Flash forward a year, and it, and, and they're turnover prone, and they're aimless, and they're not thinking through possessions. All the stuff that we talked about the entire conference finals and finals.
0: And, we, and White, they lost White about halfway through the finals where he just... Was became a mess all of a sudden. That wasn't open either. Wouldn't shoot.
1: Wouldn't and couldn't shoot. Off and on the last three rounds, that was the Derek White experience. They have one great game. Remember the game against Miami where he almost single-handedly won them the game? And then it it was like, where'd, where'd that guy go? Flip it around. This season, all right, we went to the finals. We're totally confident in who we are. We don't have to go balls out In the regular season, we're going to play the long game and whatever role fatigue and inexperience played in our unraveling offensively, not defensively, defensively, they were they remained pretty damn good the entire playoffs. Agree. That's not going to happen to us. We're better prepared for that this time around. I'm actually optimistic in that sense about the Celtics. The coaching thing is just it's so hard to quantify. But I'm with you. It it just it can't be nothing. It can't have no negative impact on the team. It's just a matter of how long it lasts and how they fix it. But it is, it's got to have some consequence to to their culture.
0: Well, and then on top of it, just it's going to play out a certain way, and it's going to be a story until there's resolution. And I don't love that piece of it either. And I think the East is better. That's as we talked about before. Like uh, Philly's going to be better. Milwaukee's going to be healthy again, and. Did you have a Toronto are we sure?
1: Uh, no cuz I'm I'm you 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 hit me with Toronto cuz I'm All right. Couldn't be higher on there. I I think I'm as high on the Raptors as like anybody could be.
0: Are we sure Toronto and Denver shouldn't be in the one seed discussions for the regular season? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just did
1: that. <laughs> okay. okay. That escalated. That escalated beyond. beyond was that,
0: I was did I break your them. brain? Was that my well, first braid break?
1: Denver's an easy, an easy, uh, I, I don't even remember exactly how the question was phrased, but Denver's an easy, like, absolutely, they're going to be in the one seed race. Denver's awesome. I don't understand why they're over under is 49 and a half. It's a complete no brainer. They're, they, yeah. they they're going to crush that.
0: Toronto was the one seed. So they won I, 48 games last year. What's the one seed in the, in the East? It's not I mean, 60.
1: It's yeah. I was going to say it's generally going to be 55, something like yeah, that. probably.
0: So, so can we get seven more wins out of them with year two, Scotty Barnes, you know, he's going to be awesome. He's
1: um, so good, Siakam
0: man. and Van Vliet. I looked it up. They missed 31 combined. OG missed 34. This is um, the year,
1: Bill. This is the year. It could this be the is year. And OB year. He's going to all put it together. Uh, I'm going I'm, say- I'm to be saying this every year. I'm until- not buying
0: the stock. Um, <laughs> I do like Otto Porter on this team, and it's weirdly, it's the NBA is so weird where these guys can bounce around and they can land on a certain team. You're like, oh, that, like when Bielitsa was on the Warriors last year, it's like, oh, that wouldn't make sense.
1: What, what's not to like? He just started in the finals yeah. and looked completely comfortable in that role. He can shoot, and he's a, he is, by dimensions and skill, a Toronto Raptor. He's a 6'8", six, six, switchable dude.
0: And what do you think, what about the second-round pick from last year? Are you buying the... There's some buzz. There's the... Danton? What's his name? The guy The guy from Canada?
1: Delano Banton.
0: Banton? There's some Banton buzz. About 6'9", can play multiple positions. You might see him out there. I, I never know what to believe with Toronto because every time they do this, the guy ends up being good. We're like, oh, so-and-so. And then oh, Watch out for the Siakam. I was like, all right, whatever. And then it's like, oh, my God, Siakam's good. So now so, it's like so- I see a Banton. I'm like, all right, I'm... Uh, I might be buying Banton stock. I don't know.
1: So Banton had like a 15-game run in the regular season last year where it was like, oh, oh, look at this guy. And Nick yeah. Nurse was talking him up. That's just the case of can he shoot? Because okay. he, he can do everything else and he just can't shoot or won't shoot. But that, I mean, the reason why I you're, you're, you're almost talking me into it, I just don't think their offense is going to be consistent enough for them to win that many games. They were 18th on offense last year. Backup point guard, like they had to play Van Vliet to death last year yep. to survive on offense. They still haven't figured out backup point guard, unless the answer is just some combination of Scotty Barnes and Siakam and Scotty Barnes making another leap. And I'm with you. I think he's going to be awesome.
0: Well, one thing I was thinking, you, you, always, you were one of the first people that introduced the concept of the five-man lineups and the success rate of specific lineups. And how that almost always correlated into real success, right? If you're if you're a top, if you're a five-man lineup with a lot of minutes and you're also really high in the plus minus, that's usually going to translate to wins for the team unless your bench is a complete disaster. That Van Vliet, Trent, Ananobi, Barnes, Siakam, those five together, I think when those stats start coming out by like the 25 game mark, don't you see them in like the top three? Just those five. And then if they can figure out the bench, I don't know. They're over-unders 46.5, and to me, that's well, way too low. I like that team.
1: Well, and and is that the lineup they're going to start? Because then Achua no. comes off the bench. Right. And, and do you start Achua or Trent? I think that's the either-or. The other guys are going to get locked in as starters. And I think both those lineups, those two <laughs> five-man groups, are both going to be awesome. The first one, the Siakam at center one, I think had – off the top of my head, just an OK net rating last year. But I, I agree with you. That's the kind of lineup of the future for them. But I, I love what I'm, I'm buying Achua as like a three-point shooting off the mm. dribble threat at what passes for center for them. I mean, we, backups centers, they, they don't have a real traditional sort of like if they run into Embiid kind of center. But they just compensate by doing all sorts of crazy stuff on defense. I I, lo- I think they're really good.
0: But that guy is a guy we know they can pick up in January or February if they really feel like, oh my god, we might be like a potential round three team. Let's go get a center. So for the possible Embiid series, they also got that guy Wancho.
1: Yeah, that's right, movie star.
0: I've never quit on Wancho.
1: Neither am I. Look, I, st- I their- like
0: his game. The six nine, three point shooting. I- I'm in.
1: Here's the reality of their of the East. There are eight teams. Where if you went to all of their fan bases one by one and said your team's going to be in the play-in tournament this year, all eight would say that's impossible. You yeah, hate it's so our team. Mad. How yeah. is that even possible? Why have do you, you hate us? Our, have you seen our roster? I'm like, okay, well it's just math. Like two of you out of Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Miami, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Did I get them all? Two of those teams are in the play-in tournament. That's just that's just reality. And if you're high on Toronto like we both are. You know, that's that's another spot. I don't want to say locked up, but it gets harder for the Clevelands and Atlanta's and maybe Miami's of the world and whatever the hell Brooklyn is going to be. Like they there just are only six spots and then you're in the playing tournament.
0: What are my favorite bets is Atlanta plus one twenty-five to be a playing tournament team?
1: It's tough. I mean, again, and if you went to Atlanta and told Trey Young that to his face, we play, and we were in the conference finals two years ago and we just got an all-star guard.
0: Well, you can't tell. Can't tell an NBA player anything these days unless you're just praising them profusely.
1: Well, but I I want. They take
0: everything personally now.
1: All right, fine. Then forget Trey Young. If you just went to if you went to Rembert and said Rembert Brown and said you're going to be in a playing tournament, he might say, "No, that's not fair."
0: You can't say that to an Atlanta fan because they're self-loathing. So they'd be like, "You're probably right. We're probably going (laughs) to suck." They're they're going to be glass glass half empty. Um, Did you have an Atlanta? Are are we sure?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I generally was gonna do an are we sure the, the two big guard trades were actually a good idea for their teams just well, to so, be somewhat somewhat facetious, but somewhat just have a good discussion about the Hawks and the Cavs. So that that was on my list. Wasn't Atlanta specific necessarily.
0: I really liked the Murray trade when they made it. And every day I've stared at it and I've like it slightly less. Because I just don't know what your end game is if your best two players are guards and they're going to have to pay Murray an incredible amount of money two years from now. And then it's like, these are our two highest paid guys, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Like, where am I going with that? And what's the success rate in the history of the league other than Stefan Clay, where it can I actually win a finals. If those are my, my two best guys, I just, I'm not against the trade. I'm not saying like they shouldn't have done it because whatever. Um, but I keep coming back to that. Just like what is, I I think history matters. We have a lot of role models and things to look at at this point. The league's been around for 76 years. So it's like, are you the Hornacek KJ sons? Is that your ceiling? Like what's the ceiling?
1: Well, if they, if the Hawks hit big with this iteration, it's going to be in part because DeAndre Hunter lives up to the hype as the sort of apex defensive wing and secondary ball handler that they drafted it to be, and I love a Akongu. I think a kongu is going to make a lot this year and be really good. But yeah, I di- I didn't really like the Murray trade for them when it happened. I thought it was too big of a risk. And then the Cavs made an even bigger bet on Donovan Mitchell, and I liked it better for them. And the Hawks that one fans I were, liked, and the, but and the Hawks fans would justifiably say to you, Wait a second this other mid-rung team just gave up everything for a guard to pair with their other guard and you're praising it we gave up a little bit less to get an actual all- another all-star to pair with our other all-star guard and, and you and you didn't love it i i didn't i liked that trade better for the spurs than i did the hawks um and and my response was just people the same thing we all said about the cavs and why we liked the trade of Mitchell for them better than we would have for the Knicks. they have a ready-made good team sitting there and the Hawks just have less certainty around those two guys, which is why I keep coming back to the role players having to kind of make a leap. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I the Hawks are going to be good. I just don't know how good. I, so, again, two of these teams are in the playing tournament. If, you, if you're asking me to pick the top six in the East, I know Philly, Boston, Milwaukee. I'm going Toronto. Me too. That's four. It's hard to bet against Miami. It's
0: I think thick- it's hard to bet against Brooklyn. Oof. They have a shitload of talent, but and that, you know, but then we're
1: up to six right there. That's it. Right, and Atlanta and Cleveland are in the playing tournament, and that Let's, and those may be my picks to make the playing tournament.
0: <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another break. All right, you owe me another. Are we sure?
1: Um. Okay, let me see. Okay, here's one. Are we sure? Uh, Steph Curry. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green retire together as Warriors? Oh. Or just say all retire as Warriors, because retire together, I guess, implies the same year. Are we sure yeah, yeah. they all retire as Warriors? And not in some fake one-day contract kind of thing. They all are one-team career guys.
0: It's a great one. I think this Draymond situation in a contract year as a declining offensive player, but a still important playoff player, who's going to expect to be compensated properly, who might have more value to an up and coming team than he does for this team. At some point, you got to make choices. We've seen it over the course of history in the league where teams at some point are like, we can't just pay everybody, you know, 30 million a year or whatever it was in 1986. And I do wonder if he's going to, I wonder how it's going to go. I had as an, are we sure? Are we sure he's not going to be a distraction this year? And I don't mean that in like a super insulting way. I just mean it as like, he's in a contract year. He's got a podcast. He's very open about his life, his feelings, all that stuff. And the words culture is team, 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 team. Right. But now you're in a situation where, um, he's got one more big contract in him. And I just, I just don't know how it's going to play out. But to answer your question, I am not sure. And I if you gave me a bet, do all three of those guys retire as Warriors, I would say no. I would say the history of the league would say no.
1: So so to be clear, Steph Steph, yes. And Clay make ninety-five million dollars combined next year, which next would be year. Clay's Clay's free agent year too, unless he's extended. Poole is gonna make Poole's looking at the Tyler Hero contract today and saying, okay. Like that benchmark. Wiggins. Yeah.
0: They have to keep. They have to keep Wiggins. I agree. He can't be in trades. He was the number two reason that they won the title. And there's only a handful of guys like him who can guard the type of guys that he can guard and bring all the things to the table that he brings to the table. So if you're starting from scratch, I feel like Wiggins is the second most important asset on the team. As crazy as that sounds.
1: Wiseman has one more year after this one left on his rookie deal.
0: But then they can do they can push it forward, right? And then it becomes that weird.
1: That's the last year. It's twelve point one million dollars already in year four. Kamingo's up to six that year. Moody's at four. Like those guys are going to get expensive sooner rather than later. They are they gonna pay all those guys? I I don't know. Um,
0: Well, Moody, there's a lot of Moody buzz right now, and Moody might be the one that could be like a twenty million dollar guy year guy with his next contract.
1: But the Draymond one is so fascinating because you you mentioned about he might have value to an up and coming team as a culture guy, mentor, te- defense first, toughness, playmaker. Detroit. Well, so it's funny because years ago, when Draymond started to become a star, there was all this debate about: is he really a star, or is he? Could he? Could he actually be this guy? outside an ecosystem that has the two greatest shooters in the history of the basketball and people in history of basketball and people used to actually specifically say put him on the pistons and like he's dribble handoffing to not Steph Curry and not Clay Thompson and he's doing all the Draymond stuff but the talent around him is lesser what does he look like there and I just as a fan and I'm a huge Draymond fan always me too I would be just fascinated to see how that would look. And, and, and it's a shame because we're talking about a Draymond that's probably t- too old now to or would be too old in this scenario to really, really make it sing. But I always thought my response to that was always, hell yeah, he'd make it work. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be as easy. It wouldn't be as prolific. But you put him on Portland with Peak Dame, you put him in. I I think his skills absolutely translate. To lesser players and would elevate those players. It would yeah. be fascinating to just see it though, because he got criticized as sort of a a product of the Warriors and not a star player in his own right. And I always thought that that sold him short.
0: hundred percent agree. I just wonder what his next three to four years look like. I keep going back to the Ben Wallace contract that the Bulls signed. it's like, we got Ben Wallace and they got Ben Wallace a year too late, right? Where he was this incredible athlete and guy. Should have been the 2004 finals MVP. And um, and I think was the best player in that entire playoffs. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the Bulls, he wasn't Ben Wallace anymore, you know? And I think for these intangible guys that you lose a little bit, it, it's a lot when you don't have any offense to fall back on. So I don't know how that plays out. But I do think like for a team like Detroit, maybe even a team like Atlanta, a team that Recognizes stuff that he's good at, he might be worth way more money than Gold State wants to pay. I just wonder how he's going to handle it during the year because he, it's going to be a respect thing for him and it should be. He's won four titles with them and his attitude is going to be, I'm Draymond Green, take care of me.
1: Oh, like, the, absolutely, the, he, yeah, he absolutely. Where's should my
0: contract? That. He should. I've won so, you four rings. Where's my contract?
1: So here's the weird reality of the NBA and maybe it won't apply here because Clay is such just sort of a, I just love being in San Francisco. I love the Warriors I just want to win. Usually when players get older and they have to have new contracts and they, they reach the point at which they recognize that their salary is going to flatten out or get a little bit lower, if that's the case. The prior salary still is sort of the defining prior that matters in those talks. So like Draymond makes $26 million. Clay makes forty three. Why is it not Clay... The one we're talking about as maybe he's the one they decide not to not to pony up for. Is it just because of the timing that Draymond is more a more urgent soon issue? Timing for them? is is timing. it or is it just because you can't separate the Splash Brothers? He's culturally just too. I to me as a fan as as a person who loves the NBA loves basketball. You want those three guys to be joined at the hip forever, don't you? Or do you want do you do you want to see the opposite? Like let's see one of these guys in unfamiliar water.
0: I think Clay it's it's a slightly different level than Draymond because of the Curry connection. Not that Draymond doesn't have his own Curry connection, but just that Clay and Steph thing. Hard to imagine either of them either, ever not being on the Warriors. But with that said, there was Durant. Buzz. I think you and I both know that that was a little more serious than maybe it came out. Curry finally acknowledged it. They definitely kicked the tires pretty hard. I think Lacob was driving it, and I think Clay would have been the one in the trade. I'm not reporting that. I'm just Ooh. I'm do- doing it by deduction. Who's in that trade? I don't think it would have been Wiggins. And it if you're going to trade for Durant, it had to have been Draymond Wiggins or Clay had to be in the trade. You couldn't have patched it together any other way. And I just think. And maybe that's why they never seriously pursued it because that would have been you can't trade for Durant, give up Wiggins, and all the other stuff, you know,
1: if you're trying I to assumed, win the title. I, I assumed it was Wiggins, but I really? that, again, I just assumed. I I have no inside info. I am guessing. I did reporting around this, and I don't even remember if I got that far. It I don't think it, like it ever like got too this-
0: serious, where they because I think everybody was just trying to calm down Lacob for like
1: three weeks settle down Joe we're good that's interesting yeah. I mean yeah it's got to be someone it's got to be it's got to be, gotta be the one of those salaries three. and it's obviously never going to be stuff how good do you think what, what's your what's your temperature take on the Warriors this this I mean regular season is one thing because they're going to pace themselves but like this season season what's your temperature take generally I, at repeat chances
0: that 42 win projection was absurd Oh, I think uh,
1: even even Kevin Pelton, who's, who's yeah, look the engine that spat that out, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because it doesn't factor in a whole bunch of things, including Clay, a year removed from coming back, and Draymond in a contract year. Who Draymond could be awesome this year for all we know. I think Moody's going to be a big piece of this season. I think you can kind of tell when you talk to different people affiliated with the team, and even like last year in the playoffs, like they remember what was the playoff game they just threw him into. And, and he just, it was like when you throw your kid in the, in the pool and like, you got to learn how to swim, buddy. You just throw him in and they kind of thrash around and they, and they swim. Conference they did that finals. with Moody. Yeah.
1: Conference finals against Dallas. He was a part of their rotation and did well enough that I was surprised he was not part of their rotation against Boston.
0: I think Moody is, I that's probably why they're not freaking out about Gary Payton, but I just, the infrastructure, the chemistry, the cohesion, Curry's just taking a victory lap of being just one of the all-time greats now. He's not, he'll he'll be better this year. What's he, Steph Curry's going to slack off. I don't see how that team doesn't go at least 52 and 30.
1: Oh, I I think they're going to be awesome. Whether they go higher, right? Whether they, it's just a matter of how much do they care about the regular season? How much do they press their guys? Cause I think all all the attention is on Wiseman. Wiseman's the X factor. Wiseman's going to make them better. And if Wiseman plays, he'll make them better if he plays well, but it's Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, you mentioned Clay, year two removed from the catastrophic injuries. I think also Wiggins, it, there's a learning curve to playing around Steph and Draymond and, la- yeah. and Clay. And last year was the first year he really got to play around all those guys together. He's got that under his belt on the biggest stages. He just understands and feels it a little better. And got we, better we,
0: as the playoffs went along. And yeah. I thought was really good in the last half of the finals.
1: Yeah, he, he, There takes some figuring out of like, when do I cut? When do I crash the boards? Who yeah. does what when? And he got all that. And um, we were going to do a segment on NBA today. And then we scrapped it because of what some scandal or one of the many scandals broke that oh, day. God. And we were going to do kind of over-unders on Curry's scoring average. And I was like, guys, you can just pencil me for the over on everything. Because... I think Steph's going to have a monster year. Last year, sneakily, 25 and a half a game, which for Steph is actually low. He was 32 the year before. 44% from the field, 38 from three, 52.7 from two. I think he's blowing all those away this year. Coming off the championship, yeah. coming off like, oh yeah, I'm the finals MVP now. I, I think he's going to have a monster year.
0: I could not agree more. And the other thing, they they operate a little like a high school team with all these young guys, right? So they're going to be able to give rest in ways like where I would say the scoring average thing would make me nervous is they're going to have games where they're up 30 and Curry plays 20 minutes, you know, and, and or there's going to be games where they're just like, oh, we're playing Utah tonight. Everybody's off. Let's go with the young guys and see what happens. I think there will be some of that, but I'm all in on that team. I, I To me, it's Milwaukee, Golden State. And then we go to the level of now I get excited for Philly and Denver And then it drops a little bit. I get excited for Toronto. And then Boston's the X factor, depending on the coach. I just, I don't think anyone can predict what's going to happen with the Celtics when we've never seen that guy coach a game.
1: So I don't know if you have any Are We Shores left that you want to throw at me, but you just mentioned a whole lot of teams, whole lot of teams. I do have a couple
0: Are We Shores yet. Who did I mention?
1: but you didn't mention the Clippers and we I haven't didn't. really talked about the Clippers. So I don't know if any of your, are we sure's are about them, but I'm, I'm curious that you just went through that litany of top teams and they were not on the tip of your tongue.
0: I just want to see it. Show me it for a month. Okay. Haven't seen Kawhi on a basketball court in a year and a half. Paul George, how many times has he been under the knife at this point? John Walls has played basketball in two years. Everyone's acting like they signed Oscar Robertson in
1: 1970. <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, now that
0: we got John Wallace. Like, John
1: Wall didn't play basketball for two years. Remember when the Warriors signed Cousins and it, like, broke the Internet? Oh, like, yeah. five oh. All-Stars, DeMarcus oh. Cousins. Like, guys, guys I mean, it's, it's a good story, but.
0: the Also, they don't pass my, you know, I have the you can't have too many guys rule. The kind of, Who's going to be happy on this team? They got, like, 12 guys who think they're going to play. I also valued Hartenstein. I thought he was good for them. I think he's going to be good in the Knicks. The Knicks, all my Knicks fans this year are going to be like, oh, I love that Hartenstein. Didn't realize he was good. Hartenstein's good. He's a good role player. Um, but I just, I need to see it with Kawhi. Kawhi, wh- what's the total number of games he's played in the last five years? It's like 180, not counting playoffs, something like that. He played nine with the Spurs, played zero last year. That Then the other years he was like at like 50, 60, something like that. I just want to see it. I want to see it for a month and then I'm willing to weigh in, but I'm not going to be oh, Clippers are going to make the finals. How could anyone say that? Not to mention their history. Wow. Where do you stand?
1: I, I think I might pick them to make the finals.
0: <laughs> That's fine. I'm not against it. I'm just, I just want to see it. I'm going to go to some games and then I'll be like, okay, they look good. I'm ready to.
1: They and the Warriors to me. I don't want to say they're the class of the West because I think Denver's going to be right there with them. Yep. But I, I, I'm i really confident in the Clippers. It's just if, if they're healthy. But you can say that about any team. But obviously, this team's guys were not healthy last year. And uh, I have a feeling one of your other Are We sure is going to touch on a team we haven't talked about yet. So why don't you go ahead and do that?
0: I have the Kawhi stat for you. Last five seasons, how many minutes do you think he played? Regular season.
1: Total minutes combined Five, five seasons, seasons
0: combined minutes. Including his last Spurs season, four thousand eight
1: hundred and seventy-two.
0: Oh, you went low. It's five thousand eight hundred is the answer.
1: I was going to say yeah, okay. I, I went, I went a little lower at the last minute. I was going to start with a five, but I went lower. So Pretty if the low. Clips
0: are if the Clips are going to be a title contender this year, that's sixty-two games for Kawhi playing thirty-four minutes a game. It's two thousand minutes. No, just pointing it out.
1: No, it's uh, fair. It's fair. And I, I'm building into my clips optimism. Kawhi and PG are going to play 110 games combined. That's all. And, and 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 we've seen before that maybe they suffer some chemistry development issues because of how often they sit and how they stagger them so that one plays, the other doesn't. But, I mean, we'll see. It's a, all these are fair questions.
0: I have an are we sure that's going to put an absolute smile on your face? I can't wait. Are we sure Jokic can't win three straight MVPs?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't <laughs> think he's going to win three straight MVPs. Let's talk it out. People just hate to give it to the same guy over and over again. It's why Giannis wasn't going to win last year.
0: Let's talk it out. What if they're a one seed? What if they go like 60 and 22? And what if all of his stats and everything else, what if he's like... 15% better than he was last year somehow.
1: All of that is very possible.
0: As yeah. Like, their team's way better. He I, was playing with the freaking Washington Generals last year.
1: Oh, they're they're absolutely loaded, loaded for Bear. And to your point about his numbers, I just don't think people realize the kind of statistical territory he's going to be in. If he just if he puts up five more seasons that are like 90% no, of stupid. what he did last season. Yeah, it's, it's, it it's, it's, stupid. you're be into absolutely bonkers historical territory.
0: Now it, it's almost like we almost have to split the errors and just go 2000, pre, 2012 pre basically the the year that we started working together, 12, 13, when Curry starts hitting threes, you almost have to like the league stats should just be different from that point on Denver right now. Their over under is 15 and a half. They are 20 to 1 to win the title, which I think are the single best title ads. But you just look at the look at the rotation. Murray, Caldwell Pope, Porter Jr. Southie, Gordon Jokic, Bones off the bench, the immortal Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, oh, who oh, Bruce was Brown. in a bunch of really big games over the course of the last couple of years. Little Ish Smith accent, action. Um, and they'll have one trade to make. They still have a lot of capital. That's the thing. they never really, they didn't really give up that much for Gordon. I still think they have the means to go get one more guy if they need to, you know what I mean? So I, I have high expectations for them.
1: I'm not sure. I'm looking it up now. I think they're out of picks to trade as of yeah? now. Um, cause they Hi. owe, they owe a couple of random ones. Like they traded one to OKC. Uh and
0: they can do those unprotecteds from five years from now. They could play that
1: game. But either way, yeah, they're they're loaded. And but who it, it are we you're gonna know this off the top of your head because you're obnoxiously good at this kind of stuff. Is Bird the last one to win three straight?
0: Yeah. I think Bird might be the only one to win three straight. I don't even I'm not even positive Jordan did that.
1: And Jordan, the funny well, thing if, is, if Bird, Bird is the last one, then it's then Michael never did.
0: The funniest thing is Bird season after the three was the best of the four seasons. That was like his craziest season.
1: Michael got jobbed by Barkley and Malone on the back end of each three-peat, right? Or in the middle of... yeah. Malone was in the middle of the second three-peat.
0: No, the 96, Uh, 97, 98, he should have won three straight MVPs by any calculation.
1: It's actually insane. Wilt won three straight. I'm looking it up now. Wilt won three straight in the 60s. Kareem, I don't see three straight for Kareem. (laughs) <laughs> Russell won three straight. 61 oh, there you 63. go.
0: Players voted back then. What do you have? Uh, Any more are we sure?
1: Are we sure that we should be shorting the Nets?
0: We're not. I'm not shorting the Nets. There's this... Look. There's a Simmons variable that... We don't need to talk about it. But there is a world where he's the Simmons from two years ago. And that's a really interesting piece to put in with KD and Kyrie in a contract here. There's also a world where they're a complete disaster.
1: So 50 and a half is their line. I I I, think I'm not going to let, you know, you're not, you're going to do this on a podcast.
0: No, no. Here's my advice. Anyone who bets on that should check into gamblers anonymous (laughs) and really, really reconcile their problems. That is, to, to say, to go into that this net season and be like, I know what's going to happen. Here, Here's my money. That's insane. Durant doesn't know what's going to happen. Steve Dash doesn't know. Nobody knows. There's no way to predict any piece of this net season. So I would not do that.
1: I listed them as one of my five toughest lines that I would fake have to bet on. And I just ended up saying the... The downside scenarios outnumber the upside scenarios. Yeah, and they outpace them in terms of severity too. Um, so I would I would go under. But yeah, it's obviously one that you just run as fast away from as you can.
0: My favorite is that well, Kyrie's in a contract year, so he'll have something to play for. It's like well, we kind of saw that in Boston, and it didn't
1: work. Yeah. Yeah. You went all the way out on Kyrie before everybody else did. That's one. Oh. that's one way in which your Boston uh, fandom, I think, paid off for you is you were like, I don't want I, I just saw it. I know what I saw. And all of the rest of us were kind of like, well, you know, he's still Kyrie. He's very talented. This and that and the other thing. And you were just all, you went all the way out ahead ahead of everybody.
0: Well, we were hearing the same stuff from the Celtics side. I was watching with my own eyes, and his playoff series was a complete travesty.
1: I was there. I mean, I was at he the was, games.
0: It was a complete travesty. And I, I still don't think he gets enough credit for after the 16 finals, which, you know, that's, for better or worse, that's, that's going to be, it always has to be mentioned in the first sentence with him. He doesn't get enough credit for what happened from 18 to 22 with him in the playoffs. He was bad in the Boston series last year. He wasn't an impactful player. He was healthy. What Durant was his was excuse? Also,
1: Durant was weirdly off that whole series. Yeah, whole I don't, I don't was know off. how much to read into that, but that was a really weird. Series. But I'm saying you went out like you slammed yeah, the Kyrie door shut. A yeah. lot of us, a lot of us pulled it a little ajar and had the butts and the caveats and new system and new scenarios, and you were just no like I'm shut. I locked it. I yeah. put dynamite in front of it and just detonated it just in case like I'm just it's it's shut and you never reopened it. You're still not reopening it. I don't think I was like, you're talking. No, it's not open.
0: I was like Jamie Lee Curtis in the the last the Halloween remake two years ago when she had the basement with the, all the contraptions in it in case Michael Myers came back. That's how I felt. <laughs> I have some quickies to throw you before we go. Go. Um, Are we sure Phoenix didn't blow this? Yes or no?
1: Sure, Phoenix didn't blow this.
0: I mean, they're I, they were I, unbelievable last year. They had a two year window to try to win a title, and is I it think, over?
1: I think your window question about Boston is more apt to apply to Phoenix. I think this team now has reached the point where they need to make a trade to contend with the very best to to beat to win four playoff series. I think they didn't even need to make a trade.
0: Um, are we sure Charlotte isn't the worst team in the East?
1: I I. I said it before, man. I, well, yes, I'm sure because I think Indiana is going to be the worst team in the East. But I think one or both of Orlando and Detroit is, have, has finishes with a better record than one or both of Washington and Charlotte. I think Char- Charlotte is super thin, like super thin, paper thin after their top four guys. Yeah. I would be very worried if I were a Charlotte fan. Very, very worried.
0: Are we sure the four years for $130 million for Tyler Harrow wasn't a Pantheon level horrible deal?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And I don't want to bore your listeners with the caps going up and every rookie extension is going to be fine and stuff. I but I think those things are generally true. And Okay, so throw out the at, numbers. At worst, that's like just not damaging.
0: Are we sure Sacramento's not going to make the playoffs?
1: Oh, well, play a uh, playoffs. I guess once you're in the play-in, you have a shot. You have a shot, a decent shot. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're penciled in as 11th, and I'm, I think they're much closer to being a 500 team than a 32 win team. All they need is one team above them to falter a little bit, and then Fox and Sabonis have a huge game, and you're playing for a playoff berth. I, I think it's totally in play for them. And I'll tell you what, the Mariners. The Mariners thing is an interesting late late game plot twist for the Kings because they're they're the Mariners are off the schneid and the Kings are by themselves now as the longest oh yeah crowd. you're
0: right I think the Keegan Murray pick might actually be really good and I think he might be good right away
1: and but great in summer league
0: I am ah uh, I'm bullish on their league pass potential
1: so who who do they who do they leapfrog to get out of eleventh your common answers would be. Lakers or Portland, maybe New Orleans. I I don't know. who you.
0: I heard your pod with Beck and I think we have the same reservations about Portland. It just seems kind of aimless. I don't really fully understand what the goal is with that team. It's, it's basically a more advanced version of the conversation we're having about Atlanta, where it's like, where are you going? If your second best guy is Simons and your third best guy is, grant i don't th- to me that's i think they'd be lucky to make the plan here's the case for
1: portland that was made to me by an a vested person who listened to that podcast okay dame turned when aldridge bolted and wes matthews is gone Batum was gone dame turned al farouk and mo harkless and Yusuf Nurkic, or blah, 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 into a 50-win team. Way weaker and league, though. Way weaker. Weaker league, fine. And and now we've surrounded him with, we're not deep. Backup center's a problem. We got some question marks. We realize that. But now we've turned those guys into, like, guys who can make plays off the dribble when Dan passes them the ball. Younger guys, more athletic guys. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, you, for the people listening, Zach on the pod with, Beck made the point that um, Simons' catch-and-shoot stats outrageous are actually like Klay Thompson-esque.
1: Yeah. I used um, the word blah multiple times to describe Portland, blah. And by blah, I just meant like 500-ish, and I just don't really see yeah, anything can... that sexy about it. And blah did not go over well in Portland.
0: No, I'll I'll say it too. I think they're going to be blah. Before we go, I just want to read you these odds. Are we sure these are the right odds? Okay. This is on FanDuel for the Southwest Division. Memphis is plus 105, so basically even odds. Dallas is plus 145. And New Orleans is plus 350. Woo! Should New Orleans be that far away from those other two teams to win that division? Because I personally do not think they should.
1: Hell no. I'm really high on the pelicans yeah, a lot me of it, too the, a lot of the a lot of how prox- uh, how much proximity you want between those three odds depends on how many games Jaron jackson junior misses cuz i do think there's just something in the water in memphis where all these other teams get like tired and bored in the regular season and memphis is just coming in every night like oh yeah we get to play yeah, yeah we'll t- we get we get to play we're excited to play we're taking it to you and in the regular season that really really matters
0: yeah, that the Jackson thing really concerns me. Anytime do. they put the eight to twelve, six to eight, ten to twelve, it's always like four weeks longer.
1: I've heard right? some. Op, I've heard some optimism, burbling optimism. Nothing official. Nothing close to official. That it might be, let's just say, not on the long side. Okay, good of the timetable, but um, it's it's concerning, and I think New Orleans is like a 48-ish win team.
0: It's certainly one of the high ceiling teams we have because there's a world where they come in with Zion and it just looks really good. And people are well, like, wow, I forgot how good Zion was. And oh my God, look at these other guys. And, Jesus, Herb
1: Jones. And it just well, goes. One of my are we sure is that I deleted because I thought it was too facetious and uh, unintentionally inflammatory because I don't really believe, I want to be clear, I don't really believe the underlying premise of it, but I wanted to throw it out. Yeah. you was, Are we sure Zion is worth the hype?
0: It's a good one. I will say what the stuff he was doing two years ago was absolutely electric. So I would say yes.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like he was some combination of Shaq and Bo Jackson two years ago. Like there was just nothing you could do with that guy around the basket. So my answer was, as an offensive force, absolutely worth. He the hype. still
0: might be that guy. If he's yeah. that guy,
1: yeah, he's worth the hype.
0: Yeah, so I, I to think test you out. I think that division's wide open. I was surprised that New Orleans was considered like almost an afterthought. I feel like it's it's a battle between those three. All right, we're ending the. Are we sure? I am going to be on your podcast at the end of the week, and we'll do another gimmick. We left a lot of stuff on the table. It was great to see you, my friend. Thanks will for I coming you, on.
1: Will I see you at Staples? Uh, opening week of the season.
0: I think he will. Yes. What, what is the Clippers? Who are, who are they playing?
1: I think they. I think it's LALA LA opening week. I think the Lakers oh, open yeah. in Golden State, and then they come back for LALA. LA. I think. I think I haven't checked.
0: One of the things from last spring was like the realization that oh yeah, live basketball is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. Going to
0: those playoff games again, it's like this is great. I'm having a great time. I love going to live <laughs> basketball. Please have more games. All right, Zach. I'll see you later in the week.
1: Thanks, buddy.
0: All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Zach Lowe. Thanks to Kyle Crane for producing. Thanks to Dylan Berkey and Steve Cerruti as well, who stayed with the podcast even after Zach forgot to mention Franz Wagner. Uh, I will be back on this feed on Thursday, unless I'm dead from bronchitis. We'll find out. It's day, It's day six for me being sick. Probably not a good sign. This could be it. Look, I had a great run. Uh, Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. And hopefully you see me on Thursday.